from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. Welcome to America Works, interviews with contemporary workers throughout the United States, collected by the Library's American Folklife Center as part of its Occupational Folklife Project. This is AFC staff folklorist Nancy Gross, and this America Works podcast features excerpts from a longer interviews with Henrietta Ivey, a dedicated personal home health care aide from Detroit, Michigan. She was interviewed by Claire Luce, a gerontologist from Michigan State University, and her colleague, the epidemiologist Khalid Ibrahim, as part of the Archie Green Fellowship documenting occupational experiences of dozens of home health care professionals throughout the state of Michigan. During their in-depth interview, which took place in Ivy's Detroit home, she talks about how much she loves her profession, the pride she takes in making it possible for her clients to stay in their own homes safely and with comfort and dignity. She also expresses frustration about the lack of respect, low wages, physical injuries, and challenging work environments often encountered by home health care professionals, as well as the need for political and organizational change to improve the lives and careers of her fellow workers. Uh, I like to refer to us as home care professionals. Um, there are times that people prefer to us as home care workers, and that's usually when, you know, um, because that's been the word for so long. But when you think about the work that we do, it's, the word professional definitely comes to mind. So I prefer home care professional. It started um, when my grandmother became ill. Um, she was diagnosed in 2000, I think it was 99 or 2000, with congestive heart failure. And we found ourselves routinely going to grandma's house, uh, taking care of her. It got to the point where I started doing the bulk of the work um, and was approached by her uh, social worker that, hey, you know, you can get paid for taking care of your grandma. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And it just became more of a job after that. Once grandma passed away, then my uncle became ill. So I became his home care provider. And it just kind of trickled down from there. I've always been a compassionate person, but it really brought the compassion out in me and the joy that I see other people when you have someone taking care of you that's genuinely taking care of you, not because of the pay, because we know the pay is not super, but it's because of the compassion and the relationships that are built when you are a home care professional. Um, so that, I think, honestly, that keeps me in it because I like building these relationships. I like liking to change, love knowing that someone else is doing better because I help them do better. Um, there was a client that I had, I got her in 2007 up until about 2013 because she passed away. And that was a long relationship, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, when you get someone that you start off with, you don't expect to stay that long with them. But I do good work, so. <laughs> so it, it, our relationship became almost like mother-daughter. You know, I became a family member. Her, her children trusted me with her life, like literally. Sometimes you have a client to say, I only need you two hours a day. You end up being there six hours because other stuff arises. You, you know, they may need you to run to the grocery store. So now you, instead of you coming in and just basically doing basic housework and light cooking, you're doing other errands. Mm -hmm. And that can run into a longer day. And that can be frustrating because you're not getting paid for those hours that you, over, that you work over. Right. You're not. Um, and you're not supposed to take extra pay. I mean, if the client want to pay you for it, some agencies say you can, but you have to report it. 
And then if they review report it, it interferes with what you're getting paid. The washing of the hair, yeah, the bathing, okay. dressing, dressing. even sometimes helping them brush their teeth, like literally, because they're so weak sometimes from a chemo or they're weak from an injury or they're just losing ability to use their hands and stuff. I literally have to brush their teeth, uh, comb their hair, uh, change their briefs, um, all of that. It gets real personal. And I've had a client was like totally embarrassed. She had an incident and I was on my way home, just finished on the freeway and she called. She said, I'm so sorry, but I had an accident. Can you come back? Now, mind you, I'm minutes from getting on the freeway. And because of that relationship and, and me, I'm going to be old one day. I would hope someone would be compassionate enough to help me out if that ever happens. My mindset didn't go into, oh, my God, I'm like, oh, let me run. I'm zooming to get back to her because I'm thinking, oh, my God, she's landing this stuff and I got to get to her. So it, it, it gets personal from that way when you build that one-to-one -one relationship you want to make sure they're okay you want to keep giving them that sense of pride and for me i had to go back and give her her sense of pride you're going to definitely need to have your basic skills your cpr you your first day because you know you're dealing with people with illnesses um, so you need to be able to jump into action if something was to happen um, you're going to need to learn how to transfer a patient out of the bed because some patients are bedridden you just can't just roll them over because injuries in there the way the injuries are could hurt them and recreate the injury. So you gotta have the basic skills of uh, transferring the patient, wound care, um, medication care, uh, because you know you, there's certain medications you can't take all together, and you have to make sure they they're spaced. So you need to have some skill, some training, so you'll be able to take care of that patient properly. In this realm of work, this is not a protected situation. You know what I'm saying? You're taking your own risk when you go into these homes and you don't know who all is there. You're told that this person needs care, but we don't know if they have an unstable family member or an animal that's going to bust out of a room on you. We, we go in fully aware of what we do. And again, because of the compassion and the love that we do our job for, we take that risk. But then there still should be some type of a protection for us as home care professionals. There should be protection for us. I've had a client call me her maid. You know, they use words like my gal or my maid. Um, derogatory things like my housekeeper. That's not what we are, per se. But most of the time, your clients are in need of those services and they are appreciative of it. But yes, I have encountered that one that wanted to feel like, okay, I have someone here and yeah. And it was, it was hurtful because I'm like, I get in my car like, I am not a maid. Okay, that's a different whole, and maids get paid more than us. <laughs> really, they do. Maybe in her vision of mine, she wanted to have that one day in her life, someone to cook and clean for her, just because. But that's okay, that's your fantasy. I'm gonna do my job. <laughs> I'm gonna do my job, and I'm gonna do it well. You know, I, I'm, I'm always happy to say I'm a home care provider or a home care professional. Um, I know there's some people go, oh, okay. You know, they look at it like, wow. And then the other ones go, oh, so you watch toilets, huh? Or you wipe behinds for a living? And I'm like, yeah, that's what I do. You know, for me, I get a joy of doing it. But the disrespect, I, am, I don't take too kindly to that. I love giving people good care. I, I mean, when I walk out in that kitchen and shine, they'd be like, ooh, girl, you cleaned this kitchen. I'm like, I know, I know. Or, you know, if I make their bed, I make, you know, they say, I've never, you know, what, what really gets me is when I get a client that says, I've never had someone do what you do. 
And I'm like, really? But it's home care. They're like, not like the way you do it. You talk about caring for someone who can no longer do things for themselves, that's home care. So when you find the home care workers like myself who are truly dedicated home care workers, there's plenty of us out there that does this. Without my me being a home care professional, how many people are not going to be able to stay in their homes? I enjoy helping other people. I enjoy knowing I helped somebody stay in their home. I enjoy knowing I brought a person out of sadness into happiness because all they wanted was to feel loved and cared for. I give you that. And some more. What else you need? Well, as you can see, I, I get emotional and I get I'm really so wound up Good because God. when I think about it, it's like. Who, we have so many people out here suffering like we do. And we have people who's working, and literally working legit, legitimately. How can you not see that as noble? All we asking for is can we have a livable wage with benefits, with dignity, with respect? That's it. That is all. You've been listening to personal home health care worker Henrietta Ivey was interviewed on behalf of the Library of Congress by Archie Green Fellows Claire Luce and Khalid Ibrahim. To hear the complete interview with Henrietta Ivey, as well as interviews with more than 30 other personal home health care professionals throughout the state of Michigan, please visit us online at www.loc.gov forward slash folklife, or just search online for the Library's Occupational Folklife Project. This is AFC staff folklorist Nancy Gross. On behalf of the American Folklife Center, and with special thanks to AFC intern Camille Acosta for her help with this episode, thank you for listening to America Works. This has been a presentation of the Library of Congress. Visit us at loc.gov.